This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Noon Business Hour, presented by the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Jim Goodis. While there is an, not an official link to the pandemic-caused recession, we now know about how long it was. And we're joined by Andrew Bush, the former Chief Markets Intelligence Officer at the Commodity Futures Trading Commission and economist at andrewbush.com in Chicago. So, Andy, let's talk about the markets first. Your reaction to uh, what's happening today on Wall Street? Yeah, it's interesting. It's quite a snapback. This follows a lot of pattern that we've seen over the last really two years where we've seen some sharp sell off and then it it does rally back. Okay, not maybe March of last year, but (laughs) since that time, we've seen almost every pullback has been bought. Uh, And the story is still the same, that the economy is reopening, that the companies that benefit from that travel, leisure, hospitality, bars, restaurants, those are the types of companies that are benefiting the most, and and that's what investors are snapping up. All right. Let's talk about the latest reports on housing starts and permits. Uh, What are they doing and how much of a role are they playing in today's rebound on Wall Street? Yeah, I think it's a big positive. Obviously, the housing starts were much bigger than expected, up 6.3%. Even though last month was revised down, this one was still significantly higher. And this comes despite the fact that, you know, lumber prices are still up 100% from five years ago. Granted, they've come down quite a bit recently, down 70% from their peak. But it really just underscores the demand that's out there for uh, people who want a home and want new homes. That's for sure. That builders continue to move forward um, and that that prices are not going to come off anytime soon because of that. Now, we've heard about just how difficult, of course, the economy was during the pandemic. But when you get an official length on the what we call the pandemic-caused recession, it might seem a little surprising to find out it's, I guess, the shortest recession on record? Yeah, and I think the best way of looking at this is twofold. One is the NBER who puts out the official um, you know, d- designation of when a recession starts and when it ends is always way behind time-wise. So this comes a year later. It's not super helpful. Um, the second thing is that the shortness of this or the duration of it, typically it's, you know, two months. Uh, or, I'm sorry, typically it's it's about two quarters. In this particular case, the way that we look at the COVID's impact on the economy, because it was self-inflicted to some extent by our shutdown, it's more like a hurricane or a natural disaster than it is a normal business cycle where we see things build up to a peak, prices rise so fast. And then it kind of stumbles and then people reduce their inventories and lay off workers. That's not what happened this time. So I think when you look at it's just two months, that's right. It was just two months because we shut down the economy for two months. 
And we've pumped a huge amount of money back into the economy from the fiscal standpoint, from Congress, from the president, and also from the central bank. So that's the way I'd look at this. All right. So it's probably hard to give advice just based on the last couple of days. But just in general, what's your advice for investors right now? Yeah, I mean, it, it's the same thing. You know, like, is it now that we're looking at? No, it is not. It's, it's you know, 6, 12, 18 months down the road. And if you're looking at that picture, then you're saying to yourself, if I have, you know, if I feel comfortable with that, if I like the direction that the country's going in, if we're going to continue to grow, which we will, then people should pe- feel pretty comfortable, even when we see some stocks sell off. The key, the key unknown, of course, is the Delta variant and its impact on uh, the economy. But I would say it's going to be so much smaller of an impact because, A, we're never going to shut down the economy that way we did before. And B, we have vaccines. I mean, that's the, that's the really big difference maker here. So I, I, that would be my advice. Look out 18 months and tell me how do you feel about the country? And that'll tell you everything you need to know about your portfolio. That's Andrew Bush, the former chief markets intelligence officer at the Commodity Futures Trading Commission and economist at andrewbush.com here in Chicago. Andy, thanks as always. Coming up, strategies to deal with a resume gap caused by the COVID crisis. It's 60 Minutes of Financial Planning. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The pandemic knocked millions of people out of work, forcing many into part-time or gig economy work. Let's get some help in handling that information when looking for a new job from Rick Cobb, the executive vice president of Keystone Partners here in Chicago. So, Rick, you've been out of work. You're looking for work. What are some of the things that you need to do to make sure you've got the best chance of landing a job? Sure. We do have a built-in excuse that people don't normally have. Certainly the last two years have been very chaotic for most businesses. One of the things I always try to caution people about, though, is don't lead with your problems, both in your own mind and certainly in a resume or in a conversation. If you identify and try to address a gap in your resume from the get-go, you've eliminated the ability to build a relationship with the person, which is the filter that everything goes through. So you're not going to lead with trouble. As a matter of fact, you're going to let them bring it up uh, whenever possible. The other thing to remember about when you're in the process of looking for work is it's pretty typical now for the first one or two people that you communicate with, whether it's in person, on the phone, or via email, to not have the authority to hire you. They're filtering people. They might be a recruiter or a staffing company or somebody who works for the person that you want to work for. So each relationship you have in the process is unique, and you're just trying to solve for that person, not not all the way to the end. Um, Then you have to look at the reason for that gap. What is it about it? And I think this is something that's easier to do if you have somebody you trust who you can kind of talk, talk it through with. There's probably reasons or things that somebody else will see about that gap that you You won't own yourself because you feel worse about it. Uh, There's things like spending time looking for work uh, that certainly the organizational changes that happened either because of the business or COVID uh, responsibilities, child care or parent elder care, uh, medical leave, uh, furthering education, certificates, anything that you've got or done while you've been out of full-time work that points to 
uh, positive qualities, accomplishments that you might have. Uh, in the resume itself, I would not use chronological uh, because it identifies gaps. Uh, use more of an accomplishment style of resume. And, and you open your resume at the beginning by uh, a paragraph of, of accomplishments, things that you have done over your work history. So, uh, and remember that people hire who they like. And if you don't explore the opportunity to, to build some sort of positive relationship with somebody when you begin the conversation, you're just, you're hurting your chances regardless of whether you have a gap or not. And Rick, it's actually an opportunity, I imagine, if, if you play it right, if you take that, that gap and you say, look what I was able to do despite all these challenges. Here's how I was able to improve myself or deal with the situation or whatever. That could actually be a huge selling point, I imagine, if you're looking to a new employer who says, wow, this person really treated that gap well. Uh, this person's going to handle problems at our company well, too. Absolutely. You know, no one is perfect and people understand that you you want to establish empathy and, and the lesson learned. And you bring up a really good point, uh, Jim, which is make sure that if you're talking, if you, if you have a conversation about your gap, if it comes up, you want to include uh, not only the reason why it happened, but an explanation for why that is very unlikely to ever happen again. What lesson you've learned or the fact that you've taken longer because you're trying to avoid being in a situation like the previous one, but give a give an explanation of your skills, your passions, and why that won't reoccur. That's Rick Cobb, the Executive Vice President of Keystone Partners here in Chicago. Thanks, Rick, for some great advice. Up next, a Chicago-based upscale convenience store chain has big plans to expand. Lunch money for all generations. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Chicago-based upscale convenience store chain Foxtrot is poised for a major expansion. And joining us on the McGrath Lexus business line to talk about it, Ellie Marotti, the restaurants and retail reporter at Crane Chicago Business. So what's going on with Foxtrot? Yeah, so like you said, they're um, planning to open 50 new stores in the next two years. And I actually haven't even updated my story yet on this detail, but I just got off the phone with the CEO and he was telling me that 10 of those-ish will be in Chicago, um, including ones they're looking at in the Gold Coast, as well as Fulton Market District, and potentially one in the Loop. And of course, you can read more about those new breaking details in Crane Chicago business. Allie, why is it that Foxtrot has decided now is a good time to expand? Yeah, so it's actually a really interesting retail story here and kind of fits into what we're seeing post-pandemic world, right? So, A lot of these brands that were digital first, um, which Foxtrot was when it launched in uh, 2014, it was online only, delivering beer, wine, and other snacks, and opened its first brick-and-mortar shop in 2016. Um, So, you know, a lot of these these companies that have done that, they are targeting locations where during the pandemic, a lot of their online customers were ordering too, right? They were getting food delivered to them. They were getting snacks delivered to them. So now these companies can look at that data look at those zip codes and try to go to those locations. So that's one of the reasons, right? It's able to um, kind of capitalize on that that, uh, surge it saw last year. It saw its online traffic um, sales actually triple last year as opposed to doubling in 2019 because it is a growing brand. But 50% of their sales come from store and 50% come from online. Um, So, you know, it's really important for them to establish that retail presence in the neighborhoods where a lot of people are still living and working. Um, They kind of rode the wave of grocery store sales boost last year, too. But I also think it's really important. One point that the CEO made to me was that there's a lot of these really good kind of marquee corner properties coming up. 
now that um, restaurants and other companies have unfortunately gone out of business during the pandemic. And we can see the example in actually one of the most recent stores they opened, which is up in Wicker Park there, kind of right at that corner of Milwaukee and North and uh, Damon Avenue is there. Is this really just for upscale customers or does Foxtrot have a product line and and services and sales that could be attractive to uh, more middle-income folks who just want to have a, a nicer alternative to the traditional convenience store. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, you know, the prices are relatively reasonable. You know, they've got that new location, the Wicker Park area. I was there a few weeks ago to check it out, and they've got a lot of different things in there. You know, it's they've got a cafe, so for your coffee, they have a walk-up window that they say is very popular with dog walkers. Um, they've got locations you know, in a lot of different parts of the city. And it's interesting because they're actually launching a lot of their own white label products. And that kind of runs the gamut. They've got their own vodka. They just did a rosé. But they also have, like, potato chips and gummy bear type of products. So, um, you know, there's a lot of different options there. And I think we're going to see more of that. And one of the reasons they're doing that is so that they can bring kind of, you know, better pricing to customers. So kind of an interesting aspect there as well. Ali Marotti, the restaurants and retail reporter from Crane Chicago Business. Thanks for breaking some news on the noon business hour this afternoon. Still ahead on Travel Tuesday, places to go where you can avoid crowds. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Chicago's all-news station, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. And welcome to the second half of the Tuesday edition of the Noon Business Hour, presented by the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Jim Goodis, and these are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Civilian space travel takes another step forward. 
Rising COVID cases across the U.S. include several new ones on Capitol Hill. On Travel Tuesday, more and more people are taking vacations, but there are still some places where you can avoid the crowds. Credit card companies are looking to lure customers with new cashback offers. On Wall Street, the Dow's up 569 points, the S&P 500 ahead by 65, and the Nasdaq's up 214 points. AccuWeather says we'll have a hazy, partly cloudy high of 88 today. We could see a thunderstorm around this afternoon. Right now, under mostly sunny skies, it's 83 at O'Hare. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos launched into space on his company's Blue Origin first passenger flight this morning. His fellow travelers included his brother Mark and one of the Mercury 13 group of women who trained to become NASA astronauts in the early 1960s, but was not allowed to go to space because of her gender. Bezos is ecstatic. Blue controlled Bezos, best day ever. The flight was scheduled to take place on the anniversary of astronauts Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin walking on the moon April 20th, 1969. A White House staffer and an aide to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi have tested positive for COVID-19 after being fully vaccinated. A spokesman for Pelosi says the aide received the diagnosis after coming in contact with members of the Texas legislature last week. Axios, which was first to report the infections, as the White House staffer has been at an event with Pelosi's aide last week. Both aides are experiencing mild symptoms. A reminder, Odyssey is your new home for all the audio that matters to you. Download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, to listen to WBBM anytime. It's 1232. Your best stock option. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Stocks are trading higher today, and we're joined by Jim Welsh, the macro strategist and portfolio manager at Smart Portfolios in San Diego. So, by the way, his website, macrotides.com. So, Jim, uh, what a difference 24 hours makes. What's going on today? Well, I think what we're seeing, uh, Jim, is a reflection of really what's been going on since early May. Many cyclical sectors topped out in the first half of May. And so they've actually been correcting for, you know, two months or so, things like transportation, Russell 2000, industrials, basic materials, all down between 8 and 12%. In the meantime, we had the mega cap stocks, which were rallying during this period of time because interest rates were coming down. That helps, you know, their PE valuations. Uh, so today what we're seeing is bond yields dropped to a low level, reversed. So the cyclical stocks, which were oversold, are getting a bounce. And I think if I'm right, that Treasury yields likely hit a low today and will then work their way higher in coming months. Uh, I think the mega cap stocks are going to uh, be under some pressure in coming weeks. So I think there's a pretty good chance that we'll see another leg down uh, in the market that takes the S&P below yesterday's low at 42.33, maybe below 4,200 to 4,160 uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and then we'll take it from there. So, Jim, what's the strategy you're recommending right now with all of these factors in place? Well, in my weekly technical review yesterday, uh, Jim, which I'm happy to uh, send out to listeners, Jim Welsh Macro at Gmail, because I go into the inflation outlook, and I think that's going to be really critical in the coming months. I think inflation peaked in June, but the catch is going to be that core inflation, I think, after coming down for a few months, is going to remain above 3%. And I think that's going to prove problematic for the Fed. 
my advice yesterday was look at the cyclical sectors. I suggested the industrials and basic material sectors because those sectors had corrected so much since early May. Um, and I think that's the way you have to play it, that those sectors are going to get a bounce. And then I think if I'm right about rates going up, the mega cap stocks pull back. And uh, I think that'll provide a better opportunity. All right. So, Jim, let's give them that email address again so that they know where sure. they can get this information, because you get into a lot more detail than we can here. We just don't have the time. Uh, uh, yes. And I appreciate uh, that, Jim. Jim Welsh, W-E-L-S-H, macro at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to send yesterday's weekly technical review to anybody who requests it. You can also get more on Jim by going to macrotides.com. Jim, anything else you want to add before we let you go on two very unusual days on Wall Street? Although I guess there yeah, isn't really such a is. thing as, uh, not such a thing as an unusual day, is there? Lately, the unusual has become the normal almost. Uh, no, I think, as I said before, the key, I think, Jim, is what happens to core inflation between now and year end. I think things like shelter, as I discussed in the um, Monday letter, are going to creep higher. And I think that was what's going to potentially cause Jay Powell and company a, a problem uh, in the remaining months of this year. All right, Jim, thanks as always for your great advice. And up next on Travel Tuesday, vacation destinations where there's some room to breathe. An economy of words. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Travel Tuesday. U.S. airports set another pandemic-era record over the weekend as people headed out for summer trips. However, there are still some places that aren't packed with people yet. And joining us on the McGrath-Lexus business line is Joe Brankelli, who is the editor and publisher of JoeSentMe.com out of New York. So, Joe, where can you go that's cool to go and isn't crowded yet? Well, Jim, the the mix of the travelers you just mentioned, we hit over 80% over the weekend, uh, which is the best we've done since the pandemic, is mostly leisure travelers. So while the numbers are getting close, the mix of travelers is very much different. That, mean, that means business travelers, people I primarily write for, are not on the road, and that means the places they go to are relatively empty. Places like Boston and San Francisco, where the occupancy rates at the hotels are very low and there are terrific deals to be had. Even a place like New York has been a relative bargain, but I wouldn't come in August because A, the weather's no better than Chicago, and B, the rates are pretty high. But if you go to places like Philadelphia and Washington, you will find bargains because the business travelers are simply not coming back yet. Is it something where leisure travelers are tending to go to the more traditional leisure destinations, but places like Boston, like San Francisco, uh, you know, great places to visit, but maybe not ones that are at the top of the list of where people go, hey, let's go vacation there. Well, part of the problem, Jim, of course, is, is if you've spent two pandemic winters in Chicago, as, as everyone listening did, um, the first thing you think of is a beach. Um, and beach means Florida. Uh, beach means maybe Texas or maybe Phoenix, you know, for the warm weather. So it's understandable that city people, Chicagoland people, wouldn't first think of another city to go to. But this year, that's where the bargains are, at least through the end of summer. We may have a totally different look at things after Labor Day if the current boom in leisure travel slows down. But right now, it is the big cities where the bargains can be found. So what other tips do you have for folks to uh, 
maybe take advantage of uh, some unusual as we're we're evolving into the the new normal for travel, I guess, right now. What what are some ways that people can take advantage of that? Well, I think you start looking to where places open up again. One that obviously is is right top of mind because it was just announced yesterday is Canada. Okay, they, Air Canada had then promptly announced they're restoring every destination they flew between the United States and Canada. Um, a secondary airline called Porter Airlines is starting up again. So you look there because it takes a while for airlines, especially to build back business. And hotels obviously can't get business until the airlines are flying. So watch as destinations reopen, uh, whether in the United States or North America or Europe. I don't expect Asia to reopen anytime soon to American travelers. But in the fall, Europe will be a very good bargain for Americans. Well, that's Joe Brancatelli, the editor and publisher of JoeSentMe.com out of New York. Thanks, Joe. Join us at this time tomorrow for Personal Finance Wednesday. And still to come, cashback offers are hot as credit card issuers pursue new customers. News that makes you money. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Battles brewing in the credit card industry as companies use cashback offers to attract users. And let's get the latest from Ted Rossman, the industry analyst at creditcards.com in New York. So what's going on, Ted? How are these companies competing to try to get us to sign up? They are definitely excited about the rebound in consumer spending, and they want their piece of it. So after about a slow year and a quarter in the credit card world, a lot of new incentives are popping out right now. And there's a lot of good travel deals, but cash back is not to be forgotten. There's been some interesting developments there. Wells Fargo has a new card called the Active Cash Card that gives 2% back on everything. Citi has the new Custom Cash Card that gives you 5% cash back every month in your top spending category. And then just yesterday, Bank of America unveiled this new unlimited cash rewards credit card that gives 1.5% back on everything. But if you have a lot of deposits or investments with the bank, that could be worth as much as 2.625%. So basically, they're competing for your wallet with new offers and new sign-up bonuses. Cashback sounds great, of course, but What's the best way to decide whether a low interest rate or cashback or whatever, the best credit card deal for you? How do you how do you go about making sure that you're getting the best deal and, and getting the most benefit back from a use of a credit card? The interest rate has to come first. So about half of credit card holders carry debt from month to month. If you have credit card debt, you've got to prioritize that interest rate because it's fun to talk about rewards, but the average credit card rate is 16%. So it doesn't make sense to get 1% or 2 or 5% cash back if you're paying 16%. So there are 0% balance transfer and 0% new purchase offers for up to 20 months. That's the U.S. Bank Visa Platinum card. So if you have debt, prioritize the interest rate. If you do pay your bills in full and avoid interest, then rewards are great. I would tell you that on a cents per point or mile basis, travel is usually the most lucrative, but it's also more complicated. So we actually find that more people gravitate to cash back because it's really simple and straightforward, even though travel might be more lucrative if you're willing and able to research the best deals. 
Ted, I'm curious, is there any statistic on how much the average customer pays in, say, interest or fees uh, in return for cash back? I mean, is there something like for every dollar in cash back, uh, on average, a customer spends, say, $3? Do we have any figure on that to just give an idea of how much it actually, it seems like you're getting money back, but maybe it's actually costing you? In theory, the ideal would be that this is free money. So, you know, these cards that we've mentioned here, none of them charge annual fees. They do make money from the merchants. About 2.3% is the average every time you use your card. So that is kind of a revenue share. You know, that, that is the basis for rewards right there. But interest and other fees are something that you can avoid. But for those who do carry a balance and those who do pay late fees and other types of fees, you might say that they're subsidizing the rewards of others. But, you know, it is definitely possible for you to avoid annual fees, avoid late fees, avoid interest, and really make the most out of this, you know, based on other people's habits and also these fees that card companies take in from merchants. Um, So it does depend. Ted Rossman, the industry analyst from CreditCards.com out of New York. Great advice and especially some guidance on picking those best cash back and other bonus cards. If you missed any part of today's Noon Business Hour, we'll have the replay podcast available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.